KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. I honestly don't know what lasted longer. The first 47 minutes of the game or the final minutes? It was the final minute. The final minutes. Take a real quick peek behind the curtain for everybody. Welcome to the First Take Thunder post game show here on 107.7 The Franchise. I am Brady Trantham, joined by my very beautiful and capable, and I think I yeah, think he yeah. can write with both hands. Uh, my producer, yes, yeah, I whatever am. that's yeah, called. Yeah. I didn't want to say something wrong, uh, but that's Matt Burton over there. We will be joined by Jerry Ramsey. Fortunately, unfortunately, depending on your opinion of the great man himself. In the second segment, Christine Butterfield, Ryan Chapman are away? They're the night off? The night off. But here's a quick peek behind the curtain. So Matt, Burton, and I, we come to the station to watch these games. We go sit up in the conference room. We don't put our feet on the very expensive conference table or anything like that. Nope. You know, we do our jobs. We, we, we're buttoned up. We wear suits. We do not make ourselves at home. It, it, no, exactly. And then... With about a minute to go in these games, we kind of just make the little bit of a trek down the hallway to get in the studio, get ready. And the game sometimes is still on. Other times it is just ended right when we walk in and we just pop on the microphone, pop on the studio, and we start talking to you. Especially because more often than not, the game the game's decided. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And the game was decided when was. we took that trek down. But the Thunder and the Pistons decided, you know what, let's, let's just let's keep playing. Let's call timeouts. Let's review. Let's review calls. Let's do everything that makes basketball longer. So basically, every opinion my mom has about basketball, and that okay, there's two minutes to go, and she's like, "Oh, that just means there's 20 minutes left." <laughs> no, mom, that's college basketball. This is the NBA. These are adults. They're not in the transfer portal. But mercifully after sitting in the studio for about 12 minutes the game finally ends and it ends with the Detroit Pistons defeating the Oklahoma City Thunder 110 to 104 Matt is this eight not or is this nine games in a row the Thunder have dropped I believe that's nine straight <laughs> I believe that is nine straight and what their uh their eight games was their longest losing streaks like since the team since the first year, right? Yeah, okay. since the uh, the so technically yeah. since two thousand eight, the oh eight oh nine season. But in the year two thousand eight, they lost eight games in, in a row uh, before winning. I, I believe their first game as a, a being a team in Oklahoma City. So you have that that record has been shattered. This this is what this is what this franchise does. They they break records. So shout out to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City now twenty and thirty five on the year. So uh, Matt, do we want to talk about the good of this game for you? Want to get the good out of the way? Let's get the let's get the good out of the way. So or do you want to start Darius or Lou? Um, let's start with Darius because he's had a few uh, kind of up and down games since he's come back from injury. Um, but it was it was good for the most part attacking the basket with now, authority. Now the the one for ten effort from behind the uh, three point arc uh, leaves a lot to be desired, just to say the least. It leaves a lot to yeah. be desired. Um, but no, I thought, and I had said this last post game with Christine and Ryan that I can't wait until the light kind of turns on for Baisley, and he's like, "Oh, these layups that I've been shooting and they get blocked sometimes. I can dunk these," and he did that in the first quarter. The first quarter he had two monster dunks. Where he probably would have normally shot a layup, and because he listened to me, <laughs> he answered my fan mail. I wrote him a letter, I wrote him strongly worded letter. Um, it was like no, a serial he, uh, killer letter where you like you just cut out a bunch of different font words yeah. out of a newspaper. <laughs> Look I, here, Darius. I sent him a hat to the, that he could uh, sign for me. Uh, hasn't by the hasn't way, got sign that this. Back. Hasn't got that back uh, yet, but still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. Um, but no, uh, basically he had. Two monster dunks in the first half, where um, he normally would have laid him up, but he was like, "You know what? I'm way more athletic than I give myself credit for. Uh, I'm just going to go and uh, and hammer this one home." So it was good to see Baisley 
Um, attack the rim and, but I mean, one for ten from behind. Three yeah, Darius. Uh, Darius, nineteen points overall, seven rebounds, seven of eighteen from the floor. So, <laughs> one of ten from the three point line. And it's weird because the mo the shooting motion's not bad. No, I mean Darius definitely has a future as a guy who can stretch the floor. At this point, in in theory, in hypothesis only. Uh, because he hasn't been able to prove that he can hit that shot with regularity. That could come with time. That could come yeah. with just getting a better feel for the game, getting a better feel of his role that he's still learning. And then, of course, this season for him, at least until recently, has been just marred by, I don't want to say injury, but he was out with an injury. You know, like a, a shoulder contusion that can, he could have slept on it wrong or he could have gotten hitting he got got hit and i just the grammar is just flowing for me right now he could have got hit in the shoulder with a hammer with a legitimate owie so i I don't know but he missed a lot of time so i don't know what you really want to expect from darius baisley given his inconsistent uh appearances in the lineup but no like you said like him attacking the rim that's what he can bring to the table because i mean we talked about even though technically they're playing different positions but with pokashevsky kind of showing some flashes of what could be but then you still project out like what Pokashevsky could potentially be. And then you also want to do the same thing with Darius Baisley because we all have a very high opinion of him, I think. Well, there'd be a log jam just the power forward position, even though they technically do um, they do things differently. One of the things that Darius Baisley can do, like you said and highlighted, is just finishing with authority, having a presence in the paint. Uh, that's something that Oklahoma City really hasn't had since Serge Ibaka. That ability to put the ball on the floor, uh, pump fake it, Finish at the rim. I mean, I look forward. I look forward to seeing more out out of that out of Darius Baisley. But when you're watching these games where Shea Gilles Alexander isn't playing, you're not trying to win games. These are the little things that you look forward to. But at one point, Matt, in this game, uh, about midway through the second quarter, Oklahoma City led 41 to 29, and Troy Weaver, Detroit Pistons GM, new GM, rookie GM, a longtime assistant GM with. The Oklahoma City Thunder was probably like, ha ha, I figured you out, Sam. I did it. I am out taking you now. And then Sam Presti just looks over and says, <laughs> you have much to learn, my son. And a little uh, ace, ace up his sleeve. Yeah, and then Troy's like, what, what do you mean? And then he starts sweating. He's just like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> huh, huh? And then all of a sudden, Detroit just comes out and Frank Jackson, former Thunder player for about two oh, minutes, man. is like, no, we're going to win. And Troy's like, what are you doing? Stop that. Stop it. Troy Weaver is just on the phone, just... And then and then Troy looks back over at Sam and Sam's gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Batman. He just like he's talking to you and then you look away for a split second. Look back and he's gone. So the mysteri- that's he's so what mysterious. It feels like. <laughs> Where's Rachel? Where, where is she? Uh, <laughs> dude, no. Oh man. Yeah. And that's why you've brought this up before, but like um Frank Jackson, notably on the Thunder. And we're like, okay, like he played really well in the preseason for the Thunder, and uh, everyone remembers. Uh, obviously, didn't make the Thunder's roster to many people's surprise, uh, mine included. But and you brought this up, he's probably a little too good for what OKC was trying to do. Exactly, like he would have he would have really helped the Thunder's bench unit if they were trying to uh, win more games than. Than what they have. To, just he's in a weird little calib- calib- category. Gosh, grammar. He's in a weird category of player where everything. He's kind of like Ty Jerome, but probably a little bit more athletically capable, and yeah. therefore would have when he has those opportunities can get more done than what Ty right. Jerome can bring to the table. But Ty Jerome's perfect for what Oklahoma City needs right now. Frank Jackson, good bench player. Um, that could be for a bad team like Detroit. Or heck, if Frank Jackson played on Oklahoma City last year, that would have been a nice piece off the bench. Yeah. That's what he can bring to the table. Lou Dort was the leading scorer for Oklahoma City tonight. 26 points for the second-year guard. Six rebounds, two assists. Nine of 20 from the floor. That's what I wanted to focus on. Three of eight. A little, so much better efficiency from the three-point line uh, compared to Darius Baisley. Five of eight from the free-throw line. I mean, Matt, I'll just ask you the simple question. As long as SGA is not in the lineup... And you've got Lou Dort in because, I mean, he he had 42 points against Utah the next night against Golden State. He didn't play. So who yeah. knows if Lou's going to be in the in the game, uh, in Oklahoma City's following game. Uh, 
as long as SGA is not out there and Darius Baisley is not necessarily, I don't even project him to be a guy who's going to be a big volume shot taker anyway. Right. He's going to be like 11 to 14 will probably be his wheelhouse if he realizes his ceiling. But with Lou Dort, it's all over the map. Like his his ceiling is all over the map. And if you have a ceiling for him right now, I'm I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. I'm just saying that it's unwise at this point. But I'll just ask you this: as long as SJ's not in these games, do you want Lou Dort to just say I'm going to shoot as much as I want to? Um, I I really don't have a problem with it, honestly. Just because like because Ryan Chapman has a problem with it, but right, but I understand. I, I don't have a problem with it because. I understand where that comes. Want, who else do you want shooting? Exactly. Like I understand where that comes from when SGA, Al Horford, George Hill, all those yeah. guys were in the lineup. It's like, right. yeah, I don't, I don't want Lou Dort taking seven to ten threes in that lineup. Even yeah. though the Thunder are trying to lose, but back then they weren't trying as hard as they are now. But yeah, like it's simple. Like who who do you expect to shoot them? Lou Dort is the most athletically capable and basketball capable in terms of he can attack. Yeah, he can. He doesn't lose the ball for the most part. He's rather under control. And not in my opinion, he's in, he's rather under control in the opinions of like every single NBA ref out there because the dude gets to the foul line. So yeah. yeah, if SGA's not out there, Lou take the shots. But when you're projecting him out, Matt, real quick, when we're kind of up against it, um, the efficiency is going to be the question for Lou Dort as the years go by in the future. Um, but I wonder if it's just a good thing that he just basically gets it all out now so that there's enough film on him so that the staff and the offseason and the seasons come to go, okay, you need to be better at picking your spots. He, take a right. shot there. Not don't do this, don't do that, but keep doing those things that we saw you do uh, this season. Right, and I've, I've said this multiple times too. This is like an experimental period for the Thunder, right? You can have Lou Dort go out there and shoot 20 shots a game just because, you're one, you're not trying to win. Two, Shea is hurt. Horford's out the rest of the year. Like you're not trying to compete or anything, so you can go out there and see live game reps as to like what, like what you have, like what you could potentially have, right? So I don't know. I I think whenever when if Lou Dort's a part of this going forward, which he everything points to, he will be. If he's a part of this going forward, he's not going to be a twenty shots a game night. Like that's not that's not going to happen. But like you said, they're trying to see if he can be efficient and kind of see where, I don't know, maybe where, like his his hot spots are really like his hot spots are like and kind of what they can do uh, with him off the dribble if they can have him in like pick and roll situations and like we've said before like if he can do some maybe some like uh, some backup point guard or some like fill in point guard if Shea misses a game here or there uh, in the future. Oh boy. Backup point guard Lou Dort. That is going to be very, very delicious. Oklahoma City was seven of forty one, by the way, from the three point line. So Oof. right right in line with the losing streak and the tanking streak and the playoff odds that get better and better each night. What don't you isn't it weird, Matt? Three weeks ago we were like, Man, Oklahoma City won too many games back in the first half <laughs> of the season. But what do you know it? It seems like things are slowly but surely working will, out for Oklahoma City's favor. We will get to that in the last segment. Oh. We'll go through the, through our tankathon. Oh, yes. I look forward to that. That's Matt Burton. I'm Brady Trantham. Oklahoma City loses 110 to 104 to Jerry Ramsey's Detroit Pistons. And speaking of Jerry Ramsey, stay tuned here on 107.7 The Franchise because TV's Jerry himself will join us in the next segment. Back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise. All I asked for was a freaking rotating chair, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Getting a little afraid. I need an old priest and a young priest. The power of Christ compels you. Matt, you made the uh, pun of the evening the other night on the post-game show. The Thunder first take post-game show here on 107.7 franchise. Oh, the Thunder played larger than life. (laughs) there we go. You know who actually played larger than life? Isaiah Stewart. He's pretty good. Not bad from the rookie out of Washington. 7-12 from the field, uh, 15 points, 22 rebounds. What? Is it bad to still be like kind of a... Believer in Killing Hayes. Is that bad? No, not at all. Okay, okay. Not at all. He's a 
I almost said freshman. A rookie. <laughs> he's a rookie. Like, what? He's a rookie. He's, like, he's something. We need to stop acting like if they're not, if they don't light the league on fire as a rookie, they're trash. We need to stop that. That being said, this this rookie class is just, just trash. It's just trash, bro. <laughs> Ugh. That's Matt Burton. I and Brady Trantham. We are trying our best to hook up Jerry Ramsey into the radio machine. And when I say hook him up, I mean every limb. Yeah, Everything we're hooking it in. I think, I think. Do we have Jerry Ramsey? Let's do it. Right. Oh, Friday, Friday night, and I'm feeling good. I don't know if it's that second shot of Moderna that I got, but let's just put it <laughs> this way: I've been full throttle all day. Splendid. Ew. Splendid. And, you know, the, the great thing, fellas, is, you know, Christine Butterfield, who has a much-deserved night off, I should say, uh, the beautiful thing about her not being here is we can do radio in its purest form, which is radio without your pants. And, you know, even though Jerry is not in studio with us, he is at his Edmond estate on a large hill overlooking the city of Edmond. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, you are minus some clothes, right? I 100% am not wearing pants. That is, that... I have no... No problem it. saying this. Say it right here, right? Listen, it is dinner time or it is nighttime, but it is breakfast, and trust me, we have plenty of sausage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be Mrs. Ramsey. <laughs> right? Oh, my. First of all, Jerry, I'll just ask you this as a Pistons fanboy, which do you have your foam finger in hand already still, or did you take that off so you can do the radio? No, my, my foam finger's in use right now, but go ahead. <laughs> well, are you wearing? Your Tayshawn Prince jersey, no pants. <laughs> that's that is that is funny. I have one, so I'll send you a picture. That's, that's but go go ahead. My sleeping attire. Could you please tell me why the Pistons felt it necessary to further our? I mean, what, what do we want to call it? Further our madness here. Like they took away the entertainment factor. We could have seen Hamadou Diallo just jack up like all the shots. Instead, we had to watch Justin Jackson do it, and he's so cool and efficient. No Hamadou Diallo for the Pistons. No Jeremy Grant. For the Pistons, so no Thunder Revenge game. Like, what what are we doing here, Jer? I love the fact too that Hamadou Diallo, as of and remember, I got I started my show at one today. I had to get my shot, but as of one o'clock when I'm driving uh, in to do the uh, show with Kelly, he was still active. It was during my show that I guess the Pistons were going through and just going, "All right, no, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone." And then they looked at Hami and they're like, "Yeah, just in case, you know what? Yeah, you go ahead too." But uh, there's not enough that they could do to not beat uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. They, could, they couldn't get it done. They couldn't knock down enough dominoes. Give it up to uh, Mark Dagnall and his crew for figuring out who not to suit up. Well, the interesting thing, Jerry, about doing these post games is you have we have to all kind of like change our perspectives in the middle of a segment. So you, we'll ask questions or we'll bring up talking points from the perspective of the Thunder trying to win the game. Even though we know that that's not the important thing that the fans care about, that probably even the team cares about, considering the lineups that they've been shelling out there the last few weeks. So then you change your mindset into, okay, they're trying to lose, so what do you kind of go into? So Oklahoma City has a 41-29 lead midway through the second quarter. What Basically to you, what happened? Was it, is it simply... Oklahoma City just kept jacking up threes and just they only made seven of forty one. Is it as simple as that? No, I think they run out of gas. I really do. I think whenever you're messing with the basically second unit going into the third unit, going into whatever they're trying to do right now with the guys that they're trying to develop or figure out if they're going to keep or not, you run out of gas. So I, I think that's what happens. I think that's why with some of the mediocre to bad teams that the Thunder play that they're competitive with. But they can't do it for 48 minutes. They just can't because they just don't have the personnel that knows how to do it. They just don't know how to win. I have examples, but, uh, I mean, it's you guys' show, so I don't want to hijack this thing. But Did you I, write them on your like your belly or something? <laughs> the other night I was listening, and, and, and forgive me, Oklahoma City fans, but I was driving around and I was listening to uh, Golden State and Oklahoma City, um, but I was listening to the Golden State broadcast. Not the Oklahoma City broadcast. I was listening to the Golden State broadcast. And then the third quarter, their color guy says, it's little things that the Thunder don't know how to do that is the difference in the details between, you know, learning from uh, being a young player and learning and actually knowing how to play NBA basketball. And there's a certain time when uh, Ken, uh, Kenrich Williams, right? Are you ever going to doubt his hustle, either one of you guys? 
No, he's in the he's he's in the NBA, Jerry. So now, but I mean, him in particular, he's Mister Hustle, right? Fair enough. He's a hustler. Okay. So he could probably make a magazine about, called that. We're talking about I I don't know. I'd look into that. Uh, they talked about him not chasing down a ball to force the over and back because it was going to be a violation, right? And instead of him just you know hustling a little bit to force the over and back and have Golden State take the ball out at half uh, half court. They took it out on the baseline. Immediately from the baseline, there's a pass in. It's at the bucket, and they foul, and it turns into two free throws. And the guy goes, I know that it's small, and I know that it's detailed, but it's little things like that that these young guys just, they're going to have to learn. And then he goes, I just kind of feel sorry for them. That's probably, I mean, they probably, what, lose a little uh, motivation to do that, too, whenever you've lost nine in a row at this point, and you're clearly tanking. Sitting Shea Gilgis Alexander, Al Horford, all these guys. So, I mean, I get that. I would say another difference is that the they had Stephen Curry. I, I would say that that would be that would be another. He had a, talking about yeah when he hit eleven threes the, when he hit eleven threes. I, I would say that I was would listening be a, in the third quarter. They kept saying his name, so right, I, yeah. he, he probably had to do a lot. Yeah, a lot to do with that. But there is, and, and bring you back to your to your point. What is it? I mean, they're just, you know, they're young guys that are, are learning how to play this game at this level with either they're going too fast or the game is too fast for them. They don't understand the intensity. They don't understand the, the time and temperature, right? They just don't know. Well, this is actually kind of a good talking point, and I say this with all due respect, Jerry, so you know you know what I mean. I don't respect you <laughs> with, one bit. With all due respect. <laughs> but, but you're trash. No, I get you. <laughs> I don't necessarily, I don't agree with that just from the standpoint of, I don't know if the Thunder are even trying to put their players, and especially the players that they feel like are going to be a part of the future for the foreseeable future, uh, they're, put, they're not putting them in situations to learn how to win. Like, they're hijacking those situations by, like, Lou Dort and Darius Basley, yeah, we want you to learn how to win. Pokusheski, whenever you're out there who didn't play tonight, we want you to learn how to win because we, we value your future. But when you roll them out there with 10-day contracts and Moses Brown and I, Isaiah Roby, Kenrich Williams, I mean, all power to those guys, I don't know if they're going to be a part of the future. So when their closing lineups have guys like that, you're not learning anything. If anything, you're just getting frustrated because the ball's not going through the hoop because you're not a superstar if you're Lou Dort or Darius Baisley. Um, and then the guys you're passing to just can't get the job done at the level necessary to win tight ball games in the NBA, even against a team, no offense, Jerry, like the Detroit Pistons. So I think in the first half of the season, that what you just said, Jerry, was incredibly ac- applicable. And that's what I would tell Thunder fans who were complaining about, okay, we should be losing. Like, why are we winning all these games? No, you want SGA to be competitive. You want him to play in competitive games. Lou Dort, all these guys. That's important for the future. But I don't know if that necessarily applies to to now. Okay. Well, obviously, you don't listen to close personal friend Michael Cage when he says there is not a minute <laughs> of NBA. <laughs> there is not a minute of basketball, uh, NBA basketball that's wasted. Every minute on the court, uh, you're learning something. So I, you know what, I, me and Michael Cage, you know, t- together we're probably what 98 years old. Uh, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. And, and Brady, maybe maybe you got it. Maybe just it's just completely. Uh, that is- that is not true. Lack, maybe lack of uh, just give a damn, which I'm sure there's a little bit of that also. Well, Jerry, I, I don't know how you would know what Michael Cage said during the game when you obviously don't <laughs> listen to their broadcast, like you just said about the Warriors. How else would you know Trainer. that? How else would you know that Steph Curry is an All Star? Huh? <laughs> He's All Star, folks. He's All Star. Am folks. I okay? I'll be honest. I had a lot going on today. Uh, I uh, I do work for a living. So, uh, Matt, you caught me in the middle of stuff. And when I got home and I finally cranked the sucker up, what was going on? Did did somebody pre- uh, forget to bring the crowd microphone? Like, I just, was that during the entire game that that was like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Neither one of you know I, what I I'm talking about. So. I don't think so. I just like how I, I like how you're trying to be cute and like, oh yeah, when I fired up the Thunder and the Pistons, dude, you know you, you had the notifications, <laughs> you raced home. <laughs> the Pistons were on TV. <laughs> there was no stadium sound. It was just uh, it was Fisher and Cage raw. Like that's exactly what it was. It's not and then every Monday now and, every now and then we'd get the uh, you know we we'd get the the guy. Well, what's that guy called? Uh, not the umpire. What is he called? The ref. The ref. 
Yes. <laughs> we'd get the referee, and we'd get his microphone, but not all the time. It was like watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, I know exactly what that is. Um, Jerry, real quick. Um, before, uh, whenever I saw you after you were working at V103, uh, shout out V103. Oh, Throwback hip-hop you know, and R&B. Listen, One of my, you, favorite, my second for, favorite you, station. You trying out for my job, kid? Easy. No, no. Back up, bro. No, I can only do one of your jobs. Um, the uh, <laughs> no, the, but we were talking about the uh, French rookie point guard battle that was going on: Teo Maladon versus Killian Hayes. And yeah, Francois. Hey, I think I think Killian Hayes won that battle tonight. Nine points, seven assists, five steals, four rebounds for him. While Teo had like eight him. points, seven boards, two assists. I, I wanted to ask you about Teo because he looks like he is kind of hitting like that rookie wall, and I wanted to know if that if I don't know if, if that's it, why he's kind of struggled these past, I don't know, 10, 12 games, something like that, or if there was something else you were seeing. Damn you. If if you are, you played that high level of basketball, so you can see it in his <laughs> eyes. You can see it in his movement. Uh, catching on, aren't you? Yeah, maybe so. I mean, uh, he sort of has a little bit of the Brady Trentham, what does it all mean going on with him right now? And 19 years old, right? Uh, three of fourteen from the uh, from the field, one of nine from three point range. He just he didn't see it, he didn't feel it, and yeah, it's kind of be weird when you look across and there's another hoi hoi. How you doing over there, Killian Hayes? Uh, and by the way, Killian Hayes, do you know where he's from? He's from Florida. His parents moved to uh, France, so I mean, my man is Florida man. He's you know might have a little French influence, but that's American. And uh, it's not like he killed it either. I mean, seven assists for Killian Hayes. But I'll be honest with you, just it was a pillow fight between the two of them. And uh, it, I did no, I did not want to. Uh, it did not inspire me to guys. go get. Yeah, it didn't inspire me to go get a French roll or whatever <laughs> those French people eat. Jerry, do you even know what France used to be called before it was called France? Pangea. Uh, Royale with cheese. We're all one. Pangea, dude. Oh, Royale with cheese. No. It was a Royale with cheese, right? No. No. Mrs. R- Mrs. Ramsey has been to the City of Lights, though. Paris? So I vicariously, yeah, I vicariously uh, traveled to France through her. Did you guys see Teo Maladon? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was, I think it was born yet whenever she went. <laughs> she went in college. Oh, man. man. I, now that I think about it, I had my college girlfriend running around in France. Good Lord, who knows what the hell is going on? Snails, man. A lot you of snails. This is like the fourth or fifth time that we have, uh, like, uh, just not insulted, but openly made fun of the country of France. I, I, should we be doing that? Oh, what are they going to do? Fight a world war without us? Get in line, Frenchie. It's fine. Say so a good it's thing. What they, they won the last World Cup. So, hey, they're the reigning World Cup winners. I think France, Can we... ha- I think France has, like, I think France just has like submarines all over the world in the ocean with nukes, and nobody knows where they are. That's like their like claim to fame geopolitically. So I don't know if we want to like make fun of them. So I'm saying they're, they're right offshore, right outside the station right now. <laughs> are we going to talk about? Can we talk about? Because I know you guys haven't brought it up. Beef stew. Can we not talk about uh, 15 and 21? And I, he got robbed. I think it was 15 and 22, but whatever. Official stats have him. It's 15 and 21. But Isaiah Stewart. We gave him a mention. We gave him mentions. Yes. Ben Wallace-like game for Isaiah Stewart. That's what the Pistons need is another Ben Wallace right now in 2021. I, th- I, thought, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was gorgeous. I thought every time he goes up and rips something down, uh, it was just it, it was a thing of beauty. Well, on and that. By the way, did that did that last quarter take like an hour and a half? Jerry, did you did you listen to whatever? the Did you listen to our first segment? <laughs> I did not. Uh, does, does it sound the same? <laughs> the past two things that you brought up. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. No, we well, we we're said all the, on the same page. Yeah, we said <laughs> yeah. the last the last like two minutes lasted longer than the entire game. Yeah. So it, it was uh, it was a travesty. Children were watching, so I, like my heart goes out to them. Right. That's not the basketball that I grew up watching and loved. I assure you, please give it another chance. Matt, let's fire up our favorite segment of the night. Jerry, we're going to force you to do this as well. Thunder Tank Commander Sweet. of the Game. We're good! Tanking! Yeah! 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 Yeah!
Sorry, we're going. We're going. Tanking. Through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. Quick programming note, and this comes from our good friend Big G from OKC on Twitter. And Jerry, you'll like this. Matt, you might like this too because you're in the middle of this now. Uh, but to uh, replying to your tweet, Jerry, about be- joining us for this segment. Sure. Big G from OKC says, ah, a little Friday evening BJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great way to start. Great way to start out your weekend. It's a little uh, misty outside. So why not a great second segment, Brady and Jerry, a second segment of uh, BJ? Why not? And then Matt Burton in so there. I... Is, yeah, you're just in the corner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the... I'm into that. There, there we go. There we go. We did it. We did it. We snuck her in. Yeah. No, I'm going to... Uh, I want to go... <laughs> I want to go Darius Baisley's three-point shooting. Can we just can we pick up a, a fine-tuned category of a particular player? There were worse players. I mean, Kenner Williams, no points, six rebounds, four assists, but he hustles. It's hard to call Kenner Williams a tank commander because he he plays really hard. So I am going to say Darius Baisley's three-point shooting, one of ten, just abysmal. Jerry, go right ahead. Okay, I, we were Spider-Man thing. We were like pointing at each other right, for yeah, a second, yeah. right? and we're not in the same room, so it's really weird. And this is uh, an by the way, uh, uh, <laughs> Williams. By the way, was a plus thirteen uh, single game plus minus. Did you say Hank Williams? Williams? Yes, Hank Williams. <laughs> My God, his cheating, his cheating heart <laughs> from beyond the grave. Which, by the way, Key Lija is the uh, the really good song by Hank Williams. Or are you going Hank Junior? Anyway. Uh, tank Commander, I don't know how to say tank in French. I only know how to kiss that way. Uh, Teo Maladon. Oh, I mentioned him before, but just gross. Five fouls, three of 14, one of nine. Uh, he did have eight rebounds, but I feel like they all just sort of fell to him. I don't think he actually went and got any of them. So I'm going to say that uh, Teo Maladon is your Tank Commander of the game. Now, Brady, I was actually just going to do the Thunder three-point shooting. <laughs> just in general, 17.9%. 17. 17.9%. 17 uh, seven for 39. That's like Rockets game 7-esque. That's just, yeah, one for 10 from Baisley, one for nine from Maladon. That's uh, one for four from Ty Jerome, one for three from Roby. I mean, that's just... Come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. What are we doing? No, I did, I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading this Mark Dagnalt uh, quote. And I just said, oh, no. <laughs> yes, what did he say? Um, you ready? First of all, uh, SGA, I was informed that his jacket was from uh, Dress Barn. Oh, that, wow. uh, that looked like something his mother would wear. So there's fashion, and then there's wearing your mama's clothes. And there was somewhere in between there with that jean jacket. I'm sorry, like Matt. Some... I'm sure you have it. Go ahead. I was going to say, it looked like something a figure skater would wear. <laughs> Shout out Prince and Charlie Murphy. Rest in peace. <laughs> Mark Dagnalt on SGA. This is from my favorite uh, Thunder cover, Rylan Styles. Uh, Alexander's bench leadership. I give him a lot of credit. He's just been so engaged. It really boils down to the fact that he wants to be part of the group. He loves hanging with those guys. He does everything he can to plug into the game or into the group and the team. I'm not laughing at you, Jerry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I well, why would you? Uh, but SGA's leadership off the court, guys. I mean, just invaluable to this nine-game losing streak and eleven of their last twelve. Just absolutely invaluable. Yeah, uh, Matt and I kind of caught Mike Muscala during a timeout, just standing there in his purple sweater and just had this look on his face and in his <laughs> eyes. So we can't see his face as the mask, but he had these eyes, Jerry, that just said, like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> so I'm saying he's just over there refreshing his bank account. Like, these checks better be clearing. They have to be. <laughs> Jerry, you going to join us for the third segment or do you have a prior oh. engagement? Oh, hell no. <laughs> 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 Brady, I had to hold, I had to do the whole damn show the other night. What are you crazy? I was a little preoccupied myself. Yeah, and you're about to be preoccupied yeah. watching the Pistons uh, beat the Thunder one ten to one oh four on replay because I know you will, Jerry. Like oh, they did it. 
I do have to take the picture of uh, me in the Tayshawn Prince jersey with no pants, though, right, Matt Burton? Um, no, you don't. Do have you want to. that? Do, do you not under, feel obligated? Like to... Do not feel obligated okay. to do that. No, I say yes. Okay. I know you do, Brady. I Just send it to Brady and, that's and Brady why, show me. Uh, whatever happens between me and Brady, we know that we're going to be freaky brothers, though. And we can be freaky brothers together anytime you catch us on the air together. That's Brady Trantham and Jerry Ramsey. BJ, any time of the day, we'll get it done. Right? Whew, you and I'll know be in it. the corner. And Matt's in the corner. <laughs> Just lurking. <laughs> lurking in the you, shadows. Jerry. You guys have a lovely night. You too. Thank, thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. To TV's Jerry. Like we said, Oklahoma City loses 110 to 104 to Jerry's Detroit Pistons. Thank you very much, Jerry, for joining us for that segment. We got one more segment where Matt's going to take us around the association because there are much more fun basketball games going on than the one that we're talking about. We're going to do our best to entertain you, tell you about what happened, what the Thunder we're going to be looking forward to in terms of their tanking efforts. We'll go to tankathon.com as well in the third segment, so stay tuned here on 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise. Majestic Wolf Lamp and his family. This is Galco, which is Hebrew for kindness. Galco? <laughs> what about the pup? <laughs> the pup is unnamed. <laughs> Why is that movie so fun? So good. You know, the best part of that movie, probably my favorite scene is at the very, like, towards the beginning where. Will Ferrell and his mom are driving to their new house, and Will Ferrell is sitting in the back seat like he is a child. Yeah. He's not sitting in the passenger seat. He's sitting in the back seat like he's a kid. It was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering. <laughs> Dude, the, the, uh, any time that Adam Scott is involved in that movie, yeah. it's, it's gold. You look like you want to punch me. Why don't you do it? Uh, I'm not even going to call him dad. Even if there's a fire. Speaking of dad, that's Matt Burton over there. He's daddy on this show. He's the producer. Just so flat. The magic man. Just so flat. 1200 bucks a week for singing lessons. I am Brady Trantham. This is the first take Thunder and Post Game Show. And he'll save us with the solo. And we also do Will Ferrell movies. Because when your team is tanking, you've got to fill the air with some fun stuff. Because even though everybody understands that the 20 and 36 Oklahoma City Thunder are well on their way to potentially winning the lottery, potentially. Their odds grow greater and greater by the day. That's still hard to see your team lose every night. So, Matt Burton's going to take us around the association to talk about other teams who've lost. So we can crap on them. Yes. Because we're tired of... Crapping on the Thunder. I don't want to say anything mean about Darius Baisley anymore. I don't. I'm tired of it. You can't make me. Even though I guess technically, technically you can. Because I it's think kind of Chris, my job. I think Christine Butterfield probably playing darts at her place right now, and Darius Baisley's <laughs> face is on it. And then Poku's face is right next to it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I missed. No. Oh, it's okay. Darn it. Um, all right, let's take a look. The scoreboard here. The Utah Jazz get a win in Utah, 119-111 over the Indiana Pacers. Donovan Indiana Mitchell got versus hurt. Utah. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell hurt. Only played 21 after 21 minutes of play, but they said it was a just an ankle sprain. I think. I don't think it was a like a high ankle sprain or anything like that. Yeah, but you know, but still, Wojnarowski like with the let's freak everybody out tweets. Yeah. Lower leg injury taken off the floor. Right. Sources tell me. Whatever. Whatever, Woj. We get it. You're well connected. We get it. The uh, Philadelphia 76ers get a win uh, in Philly against the Los Angeles Clippers. 106-103. Paul George with 37 points tonight to lead the way for the Clippers. And Joel Embiid with 36 points, 14 boards. For Philly in the winning effort. Um, important to some, the Washington Wizards get a win in overtime over the New Orleans Pelicans tonight, 117 to 115. Thanks to who? Thanks to Russell Westbrook. Brook, Brook, Brook. 
I know that guy. We know him. 36 points, 9 assists, 15 rebounds for Russell. 30 points from Bradley Beal as well. And 34 on the other end for Brandon Ingram in the losing effort. And Washington. Are they going to backdoor their way into a play-in spot? In the East? That's going to be so funny. I think they I think they could, to why be can't, Why can't the play-in tournament thing just be something that doesn't always have to happen? It can only just apply if certain criteria right. are met. It should, it should be that. If be you honest. are an Eastern Conference team that can also legitimately win the number one overall pick you ain't in no play in tournament like we should not be we don't need to get anybody hurt right (laughs) or if or you should you should have to be able to choose the team should be able to choose you either you either get in the the play in tournament or you like get out of or if you choose to be in the tournament then you can't get like a top five pick you can't get a top three pick Yeah, yeah you can't get a top five pick so you have to choose one or the other now imagine like I, I would assume the NBA would love to see Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal in a play-in tournament situation. Now imagine if Russell Westbrook can't even get out of the play-in tournament because he hasn't been able to get out of the no, first round in no, some time. Oh no! Well, except for last year, but no one cares about last year. No one cares about last year. They should have lost anyways. I know, Am but- I crazy for thinking that would be a good thing to do? Be like, hey, yeah, either you, either you get in the tournament or you get in. You can have a top five pick. I think potentially. it's either, I think it's either that or what I said earlier, where it doesn't have to happen it's every just season. A criteria, yeah. But just if there are, if there's a team that's a game or two behind the eight seed, right? Then sure. Then play. Yeah. No, totally agree. The uh, also relevant to some, the Toronto Bay Raptors get a win in Toronto Bay, one thirteen to one hundred two. But it's over the team that is one spot ahead. In the uh, Tankathon standings, um, one spot ahead of the Thunder, the Orlando Magic. Oh no! Orlando Magic lost tonight, but the Raptors uh, get a win, which they, they were they were tied with Oklahoma City at one point uh, last week, I think. But uh, but yeah, Raptors get a win, Magic lose. I really don't want to read the rest of those stats because I don't care about that game to be honest. The Brooklyn Nets get a win uh, in Brooklyn against the Charlotte Hornets, one thirty. To 115. Miles Bridges with 33 to lead the way for the Hornets. And Joe Harris, the leading scorer for the Nets tonight with 26. Just awful for LaMarcus Aldridge, man. That is that sad. Sucks. That is sad. But I'm glad. He, he always just seemed like a guy that just like went about his business and because you never heard and anything. And dropped 40 on Oklahoma yeah, exactly. City. And would, and would shoot that turnaround jumper and you could not stop it. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, I, I'm uh, hopefully whatever is, you know, ailing him like that caused that irregular heartbeat. Hopefully yeah. that can be fixed or improved. But good thing is that he identified it wasn't a terrible thing. Right. And so now he can walk away from the game, his head held high and trying to get healthy. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I, ho- I hope he does get well. I hope it does. Uh, get better for LaMarcus Aldridge. The um, Memphis Grizzlies get a win in Chicago against the Bulls tonight, 126-115. to Dylan Brooks led the way with 32 for the Grizzlies. And Kobe White had 27 to lead the way for the Bulls. Uh, the Nuggets get a win over the Rockets, 128-99. to I think everyone could have seen that coming. Uh, 29 points, 16 boards, and 7 assists. Nicole Jokic in 27 minutes of play. Is the world ready for Austin Rivers to just be Jamal Murray? <laughs> in terms of like no. shot volume, not, no, not in terms of <laughs> impact. Not at all. Well, Denver better get ready because it's coming. They're like, wait a minute, what do we do? It's coming. Um, I don't really care about what who led the He's a Rockets. Who led the Rockets in scoring? Uh, yeah, Austin Rivers is a Dukey. Um, he was, you know, he had a big he had a big shot for Duke, but. In, in a North Carolina game, and that's is he all like is anyone he, remembers? Is he Duke's Trevor Knight? <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves get a win, get a win uh, at home against the Miami Heat. So uh, the team with hush the they're tied with Houston for the first best odds at the number one seat. Get a win over the over Brady's Miami. Speaking Miami of the Heat. I know you heard that Dwayne Wade purchased a, a purchased a stake or a share, whatever yeah. they want to call it, in the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Did you see my tweet from earlier today? I did not know. 
So. Oh, that he's going to play for him? No. Dwayne Wade's going to have the ability to talk to Donovan Mitchell in the <laughs> I did see it. Oh, yeah. Donovan Mitchell would look. He would look good in that in that Miami Vice jersey. Oh, chestnut checkers, my friend. He would look real good in that Wayne, Miami Vice. Wade, in that, dos monetos. That blue, pink, and, and black. He'd look really good in that. It'd be beautiful. Look real good. I mean, the the floor spacing would be just dreadful. But we'll figure that out later. Let's figure that out later. <laughs> no, you still have Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. You can, you can, you know. Duncan Robinson's twenty seven. He's not young. <laughs> He's in his prime, Brady. What do you what do you want from him? He spent like five years in college, dude. <laughs> He's very Give smart. Give him a break, okay? It's very smart. Give him a break. He took the road less traveled. Respect him for that. The uh, San Antonio Spurs are winning right now 99-97 to with about three and a half minutes left in that one. And the Knicks are ahead 48-46 to over the Mavericks right now with about three minutes left until halftime in that one. Julius Randle already has 17 points. And uh, that was around the association. Now, 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 I know what everyone wants to hear about. It's that Tankathon time. Oh. It's time f- to look at tankathon.com and see what the current odds are for each team. Houston, now with the, Min- uh, the Minnesota win, is in sole possession of the reverse one seed, as Ryan Chapman would call it. I like it. Houston's in the reverse one seed, followed by Minnesota, then Detroit, who just picked up a win tonight against the Thunder. The Orlando Magic earned four. And then number five, your Oklahoma City Thunder. The fifth best odds right now, 42.1% chance to land a top four pick and a 10.5% chance to land the number one overall pick. Well, let's do something fun. Let's try three simulations. Okay. And let's see where... Sim lottery now. Where does Oklahoma City end up? Oof. (laughs) You hate to see this. No, you're going to like it. (laughs) They got three and five. So they basically don't get Kate Cunningham or probably Evan Mobley, right? Uh, They have New Orleans at the one here. They would take Kate Cunningham, I'm I'm assuming. Lonzo's like, guys. Guys, (laughs) what? Lonzo, you're going. You're going to. You're going to Detroit. Yeah, you're going to Detroit, <laughs> man. Sorry. Um, they have Chicago at two. Now Chicago, having just traded for Nikola Vucevic. Ooh, ooh, that would be very fortuitous. And, I could and already... then you would be left with one of the D League or G League guys. Sorry, um, at five. Kaminga or Jalen Green. I. I. Kate is number one for me. He's he's number one. Yes, clear cut for me. I think Jalen Green is the second best player. Fair I enough. Think, I think I think Jalen Green is, and it's I don't even think it's a question. I think he's the best scorer in the draft. Like because if you watch his shot, his shot looks eerily similar to Bradley Beal's. And Sam Presti has always and, wanted Bradley Beal. And it's weird. It's weird. He is probably more athletic than Bradley Beal ever was too. Like oh, he's yeah. he's a freak athlete, and he can shoot it. So I mean, Jalen Green. I don't know what he what he was like on defense in the in the G League, but man, I think he is the best scorer in this draft, like without question. The few games I've seen of Green, like I did, kind of get like that's a Sam Presti draft pick vibe yeah. from him. You know, he's s- not tall, but he's, he's lanky. He's long. Like he's about six five, six. I say not tall, but like, yeah. but he's about he's lanky though. He's got long arms and. Freak athlete. So, what's Oklahoma City get in the second? Their second pick in this simulation. Um, okay, let's second second simulation. Yes. Okay, second simulation. Let's see. Second and final. Oklahoma City gets two and five. Oh, it's two and five with Cleveland at the uh, with the number one pick. My last question to you, Matt, before we sign off here. Yeah. Would you rather, if you have two options, two guaranteed options, Oklahoma City either gets the number one overall pick. Or two and five, what would you take? Because the first option you get number one, but you could potentially get like some meaningless. Draft let's pick. say, let's say, let's say you get what is uh, Miami right now, sixteen. So one and sixteen. Yeah, one and sixteen or and two, two and five. five. Okay. Um, God, I would really love Kate Cunningham. <laughs> I would really love Kate Cunningham. I would too. Man. I would too. Because like you, you could still like, like I see the problem like like with Suggs for example. Suggs is 
probably like six three, six four, really. So if it would be hard to be like, hey, we're just gonna start Dort six three, Sug six three, and Shea six six, which I mean, you could make it work, but it would be t- it would it would be kind of tough, right? You'd be at a size disadvantage, especially for the guards. Yeah, uh, against most teams, but. If you have Cade and he is like your primary ball handler and you move Shea back to that kind of off guard and then kind of switch off, you're starting 6'8, 6'6, and 6'3. Like, uh, you could have Cade potentially guarding the three. Like, hell, if if Cade Cunningham played for the Oklahoma Sooners this next year, he'd be their center (laughs) as it stands right now. He would be. Um, But no, I, I, I don't know. I think I. I would have a tough time saying no to Cade, but it would just depend on what two, though. On what two? I, I've said this before, and I'm, and I think Evan Mobley is going to be good. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm just whenever there's four guards, and I, I guess I count Kaminga as a guard, but he, he'll probably be more of a three, uh, small forward type. But when you have four of those, kind of like everyone's labeling, can't miss like guards and forwards. I, I have a tough time picking the big guy. I don't envy the potential GM in a scenario where Mobley becomes at most a, an okay NBA That's what player I'm and all these guards become like all stars. Like That's in a saying. five it's player like, draft, you pick the center yeah. out of the four guards when yeah. you had the capability to pick two or three of those guards. Especially uh, with where the game's head, like where the game is now and where the game's heading, like I don't know, man. I don't know. I, and I have no doubt that Evan Mobley will be a good good pro. I don't know if he'll be like a surefire can't miss guy like the rest of these guards are supposed to be. So I, I would, like you said, I would have a tough time being that GM that pulls the trigger and then all of a sudden, oh, Shea Gildas Alexander went 12. Oh, Luka Doncic went three. Oh, Trey Young went five. Oh, boy. And we drafted DeAndre Ayton, who's a good player, but we could have had Luka Doncic. Oh, we drafted Marvin Bagley. And we could have had Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Shea Gildas Alexander. You heard it here first on the Thunder First Take postgame show by decree of Matt Burton. Evan Mobley will be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oklahoma City loses 110-104 to to the Detroit Pistons. We just went through some fun take-a-thon lottery scenarios. We went around the association. We had Jerry Ramsey. We talked about Darius Baisley and his three-point shooting. We talked about Lou Dort. We talked about, heck, Isaiah Stewart. We got it all covered. We got it all covered. Thanks again to Matt Burton. Thank you again to Jerry Ramsey. Shout out to our good friends Ryan Chapman and Christine Butterfield. Enjoy the night off. We will be back when the Thunder are back.